Hello, and welcome to Babe Cave. I am Amanda Pollock, and this is the rejection episode. All right, so I've been talking about my book, and as I've been moving into the last stretches of my book, I've been wrestling a lot with the idea of rejection. I've spent so many mornings and days poring over pages that only a few people have looked at, and to think about other people maybe reading it and not liking it or telling me how bad it is, is honestly a little scary. (laughs) But I was doing research about this idea of rejection, and a theory kept coming up that if you expose yourself to rejection over and over again, that it will get easier. And I think that there is some truth to that, but I also believe that if we never really care about an outcome, maybe we never cared that much in the first place. So one part of this theory, though, that I do agree with, it says that a key to moving past the fear of rejection is to stay. Because oftentimes people will change their minds if you inquire why they're saying no, uh, and you may discover that their no is really more of a no right now, but maybe later, or I have a friend who you should talk to. And with this, more times than not, the no has nothing to do with a specific person, the person who's asking. Uh, Just like judgments or opinions, it tells us more about the other person than it ever tells us about ourselves. And while I say that it's scary to put my book out into the world... I am so much more passionate about the work that I created than I am afraid of what people think. Because I wake up early every day to pour my heart onto a paper or keyboard. So regardless of what anyone thinks about what I put out in the world, and some of those people probably haven't even put anything out, so whatever, uh, I'm still going to wake up the next day and do exactly what I've been doing every morning. Create. Uh, writer Mark Manson, uh, he says that a lot of life ultimately amounts to a series of trade-offs. Everything has an opportunity cost. And the big things we want in life, like happiness and healthy relationships and wealth, they all have big opportunity costs. You don't get to have the dream career at the top without putting in your time at the bottom, then taking a risk or 12 and breaking a few hearts along the way. So the most important question you can ask yourself isn't about what you want, it's about what you're willing to suffer for. As I've previously said, this is him saying this, doing what you love is not always loving what you do. So what kind of shit sandwich can you stomach? And importantly, do you even really want your dream in the first place? So when I lived in LA, most of the people who I knew were there for the long haul. And then you'd occasionally meet the, the six-monther. Ooh, that just got really loud. Six-monther. Um, scared myself. Good gracious. Uh, so, anyway, yes. So when I lived in L.A., most of the people who I knew were there for forever. Or, you know, they were there with the intention to stay. And then you'd meet these people who you know, would have a time limit for their career. If something didn't happen in six months or however long, they were going to pick up and move home. To which I would reply, then you should have never left home in the first place. Like, I used to try and understand the time limit, and I'm convinced that it's really this. Those people wanted to reject the city and the industry before they could be rejected. 
it's one thing to not have made the traction that you want by a certain time, but to pick up and move because you've set a time frame for success is nothing more than a great formula to never succeed. Because no one ever guaranteed that you'd find success in life. Like, that's not promised to anyone. But the people who have found success are the ones who kept showing up, who pivoted when life threw curveballs. It's not that things magically happen when you're persistent after so long, but you're definitely increasing your chances. Like, say that you're wanting to find a relationship and you give it no more than three dates a week for a month. But you don't really connect with or hear back from anyone during those few weeks, so then you have to follow through with your plan and just give up. Like, that doesn't really make too much sense. Sure, you might not not like your approach and try and find a different way of going about it, but you have to keep showing up somehow to try and get what you want. Like, very rarely do people ever get what they want right at the very beginning. And if they do, like, what fun is that? The only reason that success, however you define it, means so much is when you know what failure looks like. Because it may sting and it may break your heart, but when you show up, likely, you'll be next to an army of people who are just as bruised as you. But you have to give yourself a chance to get some scuffs and scrapes so you know how to, in the face of, like, so you know what it is to be in the face of rejection and not run away. So, now... I want you to hop on over to amandapollock.com and tell me how you're handling rejection. And you'll also have a free gift from me to you over there. And you'll get on my newsletter so you get some updates, all kinds of new fun stuff, the latest and the greatest from yours truly. (laughs) Oh my goodness, I'm such a dork. So anyway, (laughs) thank you so much for spending this time with me. I appreciate you, and I can't wait to be with you next week.